Or Nights, the Entertainment Report with Peter Ford. Yes, Australia's leading entertainment reporter Peter Ford joins us now. I haven't been told where Peter is. He could actually be uh, suspended from a couple of drones uh, outside the uh, the Stark the, the Star building there at Marangaroo or maybe outside a restaurant or maybe a core stadium covering the uh, the biggest story in town from the entertainment perspective. Pete, good evening to you. No, none of the above, but it is a phenomena. And just when you think, oh, it can't get any crazier, today to see those lines at Accor Stadium in Sydney, where she's going to be performing, to buy merchandise. I mean, people, thousands of people Can't turning up. Can you buy up. the merchandise online any time? I would have thought so, but I guess this is like the official pop-up shop and people were waiting in line for three hours and the markup on that merchandise, and I'm not having a go just at her, at all, all merchandising, the markup is extraordinary. She's charging $50 for a tote bag. Well, I mean, that's got to be a $40 profit on that. $65 for a T-shirt. Well, that's got to be a $50 profit on that. Mm. And uh, a hoodie's $120. Well, that'd be a $100 profit, I would think. Yep. So good luck to her. People are quite willingly handing over their credit cards and, and buying the stuff. But it is remarkable to see. And they're branded, are they, with the date and the particular part of the tour? I'm assuming that's what, what it is. It's, All of that, yeah. And I have no doubt that they are being very vigilant about any kind of rip-off merchandising that might be out there. But I strongly suspect the real Swifties, because this is borderline like a cult, they probably wouldn't want to have the kind of rip-off stuff anyway. You know, it's got to be the officially... It's like getting stuff blessed by the Pope or something. It's got to be the official stuff that that she has endorsed. Yeah, all right. So, so all of that's happening, of course. Uh, then we've had the. I think there's been. A, we we touched on this earlier in the show that uh, there might be some rain on Friday night, maybe Saturday. Of course, the stadium doesn't have a roof. Well, there's no roof at the MCG. But of course, um, contrary to what people think, uh, there's more rain in Sydney than there is in Melbourne, and we still haven't got a, a stadium with a roof. Melbourne's at least got one with a roof, but you wouldn't be able to do a Taylor Swift concert at that one. It only holds, what, about 50,000, the roofed stadium there? Yes, you're right. So, no, she had to go to the MCG, which was the biggest crowd she's ever played yeah. to. She quoted 288,000. That was the number she quoted. But, yeah, the, the fears of that weather, inclement weather, will really get some of the diehard fans really uptight uh, if there's any thought or suggestion that there could be a problem because I, I don't know what would happen if she had to cancel a show because she's due to go to Singapore next. There's no kind of what we call rain dates where you could schedule something else in. But, you know, please, fingers crossed, that's Look, not going to be there's, there's necessary. There's a little bit of rain predicted. The problem is that in recent times uh, they've predicted little bits of rain and there's been a lot more than had been thought. So anyway, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it and we'll be covering it all, of course, on Friday night here. And then you've got every movement's being tracked, including her private jet that went back to Hawaii, which sparked speculation that Travis Kelsey, who was completely unknown until relatively recently outside America and NFL fans, uh, Kansas City Chiefs player, whether he's going to be coming out. Yes, well, I'm sure he will be coming to Australia at some point, maybe at the very tail end, because I've always thought that the most likely scenario is he will rendezvous with her in Singapore 
because as of next Tuesday, she's free to go to Singapore, which is a, the next stop on her tour. She's got several down nights before she commences there. Then she's actually in Singapore for 10 nights. A couple of, She has a couple of nights off, but it's a 10-night run because that's the only place in all of Asia that she's playing. So everybody has to come to Singapore to see her. So that would give her more time in one place with nights off and, you know, a nice romantic rendezvous time for them together. Whereas if he arrives now or, say, tomorrow, well, on Friday she goes into work mode. And and she's very, very serious about that. You know, she doesn't speak on the days when she's going on stage. And then after she's done a few days of shows, she has a dead day where she basically just stays in bed all day. So she probably doesn't want him around at this point now anyway. So I would expect that yep. he may join her for the tail end of Sydney and then just go on the ride with her to Singapore. Yep. But I think Singapore will, will be their main honeymoon stop. And, and the truth is... Uh, look, I I actually do follow the NFL now. Patrick Mahomes, their best player, the Kansas City, he could come to Sydney and wander around and no one would recognise him apart from people who follow the game and he could just wander around have a terrific time. Unfortunately, in the present climate, if this bloke tried to step out the door, people would be screaming at him <laughs> just yeah, because of, yeah, because no, of the whole exactly halo right. effect, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, you're right, though. He he was quite well-known in America, obviously. He even done a, a reality TV show, dating show. But not here. Um no, no, it's shown here actually on on Seven Plus, called Chasing Kelsey or Dating Kelsey or something. But of course, no one was remotely interested until three or four months ago, yep. and and now now we are. So, yeah, the phenomena just continues. And then last night, it was quite a surprise to hear that she went out because she had been largely living in a bubble. But there was no evidence to, that she left Crown Casino in Melbourne at all the whole time, apart from going to the venue for the shows. But then, surprise, surprise, she went out last night to that restaurant in Surrey Hills called Pellegrino 2000. And it was an odd choice, only because we always hear about visiting celebrities going to Aria or Benelong or Otto or, you know, one of those usual suspects. So to have her go to what they describe themselves as being a neighbourhood trattoria, maybe she went on the you know, the thought that, oh, you know, if we go there, nobody's going to be looking for us there. But, yep. of course, in this day and age, one person texts to say, oh, guess who's sitting across the table from me? And before you know it, the paparazzi and fans are at the front door. Yeah, well, our uh, I think the reaction to all of that was predicted by our crystal ball last night, and we got it 100% right. And I've, I've actually, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I've, I've actually mentioned a couple of times to friends of mine that uh, Factory Theatre at Marrickville, which was her first venue that she performed in in Australia to a few hundred people, whether it might be cool that she'll slip in there and do one of those ones where the, um, you know, the, <laughs> the, the singers and bands they often do, they go and do a little thing in a pub. I don't think that'll be happening with her, imagine. I don't think that'll happen this time around, but, you know, how lucky with that restaurant. I mean, try getting a booking there for the next month. Because I know. it's actually not a it's not a incredibly expensive place. It's quite reasonable, actually. I showed the menu this morning on television, and, you know, they had olives for you $8. You were holding they, up the menu, were you? I, well, this, is how, <laughs> this, is, this is what my career has become. And, you know, they had bruschetta for $10 and most of the pastas were $32, $33. You know, quite quite reasonably priced. But uh, although I did recently make the list of timeouts, places you must go to eat in Sydney. So oh, okay. they're obviously doing Very something good. right. Very good. All right, let's leave that to one side because this 
Is this, am I misreading this? Four Beatles movies going into production? Yes. I sort of was a bit confused when I saw it at first too. So there are four different movies about the Beatles and very acclaimed director Sam Mendes is doing this. And what he's going to do, he's going to look at the rise of the Beatles and the formation of the Beatles and, and all that happened through the eyes of each member. And so that'll be quite fascinating. So obviously, you know, you haven't got George and you haven't got John here to promote it, but their families have given full permission and full access to music. Um, obviously, you have got Ringo and Paul here, and they also have given full permission for this to go ahead and all access to music. Now, of course, having access to the music is pretty vital. It can be done without it, but it, it's a lot better if you've got the music on hand to use, if you're telling the story of the Beatles. And of course, the story of the catalogue of the Beatles is a very complicated one. I'm not even fully sure who owns it all at the moment or if it's all been split up. Not to forget, of course, at one point, Robert Holmes Court owned it um, and he sold it to Michael Jackson. And backstory there was he, he Michael Holmes, uh, Robert, Robert Holmes, of course, sorry, uh, he, he owned Channel 7 in Perth. And when Michael Jackson wanted to buy it, Holmes, of course, said, yeah, I'll, I'll sell it to you. One condition, you've got to come to a Perth and peer on the telethon. And so he did. So that's how the Perth telethon ended up getting Michael Jackson at the height of his fame. But, um, yeah, so four, four different movies that will not come out at the one time. I don't know from a marketing point of view who you release first. You probably would like to have your stronger story go out first to kind of rope people in, and I would suggest that's probably John Lennon. Yes, I'd agree with that. All right, now Rebel Wilson. Now she's got a one-woman show that's going to go around the world, is it? Yes, she doesn't waste any time. She's announced today that she's putting this together and she's announced her dates. She's doing dates throughout the UK, including the London Palladium. And then in May, she's playing in Brisbane and in Sydney and in Melbourne, and I'm sure she intends to add extra dates. I mean, she's not done. I don't doubt for a second she's going to be more than capable of doing it, but it's a bit of a departure for her. She's not a stand-up comedian per se, but you obviously only have to see her in chat show situations and she's more than capable of telling stories and, and being highly amusing. And it's also going to coincide with the release of her autobiography. I'm telling you, Rebel Wilson does not miss a trick. She is one of the shrewdest people I've ever come across. So if you're a, a Rebel Wilson fan, may she'll be here with a one-woman show. Okay. All right. So it's, uh, it's Wednesday. Hey, because this is round the clock for you now, so I know it's moved to Sydney, so it's going to be at its absolute fever pitch on Friday? Yeah, it, it will be. And, you know, anything can happen. You know, anything can happen. Uh, my tip, though, is that we won't see Travis here, maybe until Monday, just hang out for a day or two in Sydney, then the main game will be yep. in Asia. All right. Well, I might catch up with you when we're staking out the airport. would be on Monday, would it? Exactly, it will be. All right, mate. I'll talk to you then. Thank you, Peter. Bye.